Welcome to Shooting the Ish with a Brit, the podcast where David, a white British man, and Jen, a black American woman, shoot the shit. Ish, she means ish, about whatever we want. British dinky deckers. Check. American bonnets. Check. Even mysterious potatoes. Oh, double check. So join us for another episode of Shooting the Ish with a Brit. Jennifer? Wasabi. How are you doing? Good. How are you, David? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah. I had a, a nice weekend uh, and a good day at work. Very productive. Um, uh, it's, it's been a good Monday. What can I say? What about you? Productive is a good word. Yeah. I like that word when it yeah. comes to the work week. And I feel like yeah. I was very productive too, but mostly because... I went to this amazing conference last week, and so coming into work today, I felt like a little production risk management superhero. You know, I had the whole cape <laughs> on in my mind and the little band over my eyes, and I was like, I'm going to come in here and solve all the safety issues and get all these contracts together because I know what the hell I'm talking about. Not that I didn't before, but it's like I have times 10 knowledge, so I had a great productive work day. If you were a superhero, what, what superhero would you be with your Ooh. cape? Ooh, I would be somebody who has the gift of teleporting, but then I would use my teleporting powers to bring world peace in some kind of way. So uh, That's a bigger conversation because I'd love to know how that would work. <laughs> I'm so curious. What would be yours? Would be I, I think I'd quite like to read people's minds. You know, Why? Because I'm just so curious. And uh, to be honest, <laughs> go, let's say let's say we go along your uh, your idea of saving the world and bringing world peace. Wouldn't that be a great gift to be able to read people's minds and know exactly what people want and to, uh, I guess, be able to manipulate them? So no, David. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. You that know, pu- British, purely purely for good reasons. That is the British colonizer in you coming out. I need to. <laughs> how dare you? Put the kibosh on that. How how dare you? Don't don't put that on me. That's <laughs> you, not me. You called on yourself by you know bringing up that kind of superpowers. Like, okay, here we go. This is who we're talking to right now. Um. So I wanted to remind everybody that they're listening to shooting the ish with a Brit. That's me. And yeah, as we have already um, explained in earlier episodes, David is the British one, and I'm the one shooting the ish with him. Yeah, and and just as the bottom line is, we both come from very different backgrounds, and very we disagree on many many things, but we also many. agree on many as well. So uh, <laughs> we love talking to each other, and we love uh, you know laughing and challenging each other, and. That's the main reason we're here because we, you know, we enjoyed it so much and we thought hopefully that other people might enjoy it as well and um, would love to hear about that. Amen. Yeah. Um, but I'll actually start with, in saying hello, there's a funny thing when I came here um, that, that is a way of saying hello that I would say to Americans and they, would, they just, just wouldn't get it. And, and, <laughs> and it is when, it, when I would see someone, so let's say I walk in the office in the morning and I see you, and instead of saying, how are you? I say, you're right. Oh, my and, God. Right. The amount of people, Americans, that, that would look at me and like their eyes would widen <laughs> and, and their kind of their face of shock. And 
do, do I not look all right? I mean, I'm fine. What, do, do, what's wrong? Do I know? What, what's go, what do you mean? Do I not? Am I all right? And I had to, I had to explain to so many people. No, that's just saying, how you doing? <laughs> but you saying you all right has such a different connotation here in America because that's considered to be a very serious question. The type of question where you want to engage them to actually tell you exactly how they're feeling. And, and I don't want to know right. how these people are feeling. So, yeah. you know, that was, I learned that lesson quickly. But I will also say that most people, once they learn, after I had to explain it inevitably, um, I would uh, let them know what it meant. And most people would then come by and be like, yeah, right. You're right, mate. We're all good. Just like, just normal. Like, yeah, how you doing? Whatever. And then there's the odd one that will come by and in a very bad British accent say, you're right, mate. You're oh, right, mate. And, and, they wouldn't, and then this thing, they wouldn't just say it once, they'll say it twice as well, just to reiterate that they've said it in a British <laughs> accent, just to make sure I heard it, which I very clearly did. And, and I'd say, yeah, I'm all right. You're all right. And that was that. And it, it was a very quick conversation stopper for me. So... Just were so they know. also trying to impress you with their British accent? If they were, they failed miserably. <laughs> so, you know, let's just let's just leave that there. Um, <laughs> and, and why don't we go? So, for the listeners who haven't listened before as well, and, and apologies for those who have, we we like to talk about Nextdoor every week. And yes. Nextdoor is uh, it's it's a website, but it's also an app, and it's essentially yes. a busybody neighborhood app. Where yes. it's like a community watch, but really there's some very, very hilarious stories that happen. Obviously, some terrible ones as well. But the funny ones is kind of what we like about the website and, and what we tend to talk about a bit. And uh, Jen, so far, hasn't been able to get on the app because <laughs> I think they just don't like her at this point. I um, don't think I, so. I, There's a couple of reasons I can think of why, but we don't need to go into that. Shut so, up, uh how how's it going are you on jen what's happening i'm not on my friend and i also wanted to say that david loves this app because it's a nosy neighbor app and as he just said if he had a superpower he wants to know what people (laughs) are thinking just so that he can be nosy and manipulate so this here is right up his alley okay because (laughs) I think that he gets some sort of crazy gratification from seeing all these nosy neighbors posting about random stuff. But I just oh. wanted I just wanted to, you know, connect the dots here for people so they know who we're dealing with, you know. <laughs> well but I, I, I would um, say knowing these people is a very thing, but the what I like out of it for me, it's almost the same level as watching like a twenty minute, thirty minute comedy. It's gold. It's so funny and people are so weird and they come up with such weird stuff and they focus and they worry about such weird stuff that, that I really enjoy that. And also, I don't understand how these people have the time to do this stuff. You live in Brentwood, Los yeah. Angeles. I, I mean, I, how can yeah, they not yeah. have the time? I think that you're downplaying the neighborhood that you live in, which is very interesting. Why downplaying? I'm not downplaying. I it's, think so. It I could be any neighborhood. Are. It could be any no, neighborhood. No, 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 uh, no. I love the fact that it's Brentwood because, the, and I will probably say this every episode, it is the neighborhood where O.J. Simpson <laughs> killed his wife. Okay. You, you know, that, that's so why I moved here personally. Very, look, yeah. That's a selling point for people when they're listening to your next door stories. Okay. Because you never know. There might be somebody posting on there about some screams and some yelling and some, you know, knife 
founding wounds. I don't know, you know, and, happening. And, and the title ahead. is, is OJ back? Question mark. Or that, exactly. You know, uh, but, you know, Brentwood's also got great, great transport links. You know, it's, it's close to 20 minutes from Hollywood, close to Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, you needed to say that for sure. But look, so so th- if you haven't been on it yet, I'll, I'm going to tell you, uh, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with this, trying to like find some great stories. And uh, there's a, I'm there's ready. A, and, and these three may all be linked. Maybe they're not, um, but they're all hilarious. And two of them are more likely to be linked than the third one. But I also just thought it was in the same vein as being really fucking weird. So you're telling three and I get to tell none. What is well, going on here? Well, hey, that's not my fault. That's you being scared of putting your credit card details into a very established website. Oh, my God. You know, that's your own issue, I'm afraid, Jen. All right, bring it on. Yeah. What's going on in Brentwood, USA? So I'm, I'm going to read the three titles first. And, and title number one is Egg Found on Door Handle. Okay. And number two is Mysterious Potato. <laughs> and number three is simply Gnomes. There's actually two more, but I'm going to save them for another week because they're just also... <laughs> hilarious um <laughs> but just just to briefly just to briefly touch on the three stories because we don't okay. want to spend too long on this um <laughs> but the the egg found on a door handle is literally uh an egg found on someone's car door handle when they went out to get in the car the next morning is it white or brown it's a white egg so it's in america because oh by the way you know that <laughs> that's a good point because in america they dye their eggs, right? Yeah. So they don't look brown. That's fucking yeah. weird. Isn't it weird? That is white fucking supremacy. weird. It's white you might not be right. <laughs> you might have hit something on the head there. Um, but that's, it's weird as fuck. Like, that's just such an odd thing. I don't, anyway, so, so it was an American egg. I can confirm this. It wasn't one that was brought in from out of state or out of country. Um, and that was it. And, and there was an egg found on the door handle. And uh, the, the person was questioning, has anyone else had this? Does anyone know why this is? Is there a message? Is this is there a history to this? Is this like is this like when you see an orange in a in a movie? Is someone going to die? Like, <laughs> am I about to have a baby? What's going on here? Is it a stalk? <laughs> so that's that one, which I just thought was just hilarious. And see, in England, I feel like that if someone had posted that, it would be incredibly sarcastic and it would just be deliberately for the banter. But here, I wonder if someone is genuinely concerned and worried about what this egg on the door handle means. And really it's probably just someone drunk on a hungover. They've gone for breakfast, taken an egg and popped it on the door handle. Right. Cause they were full. <laughs> and that David, that's really good. Oh my God. I think I would actually be scared too. Because it's so <laughs> odd, you know, like it's, out of context, right? It's not in somebody's home. It's not in a restaurant. It's carefully placed on your door handle. Like, it seems <laughs> deliberate. So I understand all the questions because I would be the same person, you know, doing that. Did anybody respond? I, I'm sure there were responses. I didn't, I didn't have time to go through them all, but I, I, I will do and I should do. Um, but I, I was so enticed by more stories and more headlines that I was just, it was just, it was just too much. It was like, it was like a kid in a candy store, but like just a nosy neighbor in a comedy show or something. I don't know. It was brilliant. That's um, great. But, but so let's, let's assume for the sake of argument that this person is a serial weirdo 
and just loves to do <laughs> shit like this. Uh, the second story, which as I mentioned, is mysterious potato. Yes, what's up with that? I love so, potatoes. So some some man uh, came out of his apartment building one day, and in on the little grassy patch just outside, you know, where people walk by every day, there was a little red potato. That's okay. it. That's it. <laughs> this person then put a post on next door titled Mysterious Potato and asking, does anyone know why there's a potato in my garden? <laughs> Did someone put this here for a reason? This is Brentwood, California, everybody. See? What the fuck? This is great. This is so this fucking is weird. So, and then this, this really fucking creepy person who's going around putting eggs on car doors and potatoes in yards. <laughs> Red potatoes, by the way. So... Red is, potatoes is are the best, too. Uh, that's, a, that's a debate we can have another time, because oh, you're wrong. Um, but the third story uh, is gnomes. And what happened here is that uh, this lady, you know, looked in her garden one day, and she's, you know, she's a gardener. She's very proud of what she does out there. Um, and <laughs> she, she sees there's a random gnome in her garden, which she did not put there, and her husband did not put there. That's scary. That's scary. This fucking guy's he's elevating at this point, right? <laughs> right. I'm assuming it's a guy because I just feel like there's, you know, there's some weird fucking dudes out there and <laughs> this is what this person is doing. Um, so there's a gnome in the garden and she's obviously it's a little bit weirded out by it, but she's like, okay, fine, it's here now, but I don't like it there, so I'm going to pop it somewhere else. So she moves it to the, the stoop over on the patio or something. And uh, about two, three weeks later, another gnome appears. Oh and, my god! And a little rock with the word faith on it. Oh my god! And and the the uh, the person has moved the original gnome to a position where both the gnomes are standing either side of the word faith on this rock. <gasps> oh no! You can't tell me that's not scary, David. Come you know on. you know what the weird fucking thing is about that's this. That's freaky. You know what the really weird thing is. What? In in the gnomes' hands were both out placed out front, and on one of them they had a little white egg, and the other one was a red potato. Oh my god! No, I'm, I'm kidding. That's not true. That's not. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my god! So, so that's no, those next were really door great for this stories. week. They yeah. were. Yeah, this, and I've got a couple of good ones, but we'll save them for next week because there's one that's just just made me laugh so much. It's brilliant. Okay. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, even though I wasn't able, or I'm still not able to get onto the next door app. Because, again, they can't figure out who I am in this neighborhood. Um, I can just, you know, continue to let you know that street harassment is live and well over here. And I love it. <laughs> so until I can get on to next door, that's what I'm going to keep reporting. Okay. So, that... so give me an example, please, of what happened this what week. What was another one? Um, okay. Um, on the train. Um, sitting down, reading my book. There's a guy right across the way from me. Um, I could kind of feel him staring at me, but, you know, I keep reading my book. By the way, I'm reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. Very good. Easy read. I recommend it for everybody. Okay. okay. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to get my black woman empowerment on on the train. <laughs> and there's this guy across the way who I can feel looking at me, you know, so I just keep, you know, reading, you know. And it gets to a point where I can really, really feel him. So then I just looked up at him. And he stared at me, smiled, and he just said, you're so beautiful. Oh, and that was it. How lovely. And, and he didn't say anything. He didn't try to talk to me for real. That was it. And then I just smiled and looked down at my book. So that was great. So actually, so, 
that may not have technically been my neighborhood. I think we were really between Brooklyn and Manhattan, so I can report that street harassment is, or train harassment, I guess, is alive and well between Brooklyn and Manhattan. So there you, you know, go. I get a funny feeling it's probably alive and well all over the world. <laughs> uh, just well, don't take there. away, don't take away from me reporting, okay? Don't do that to me, because next door is already denying me access, and you're not going to do that here either. Okay. But I will just Stop. say to the uh, to the listeners that Jen actually only lives about two minute walk from the office, but she deliberately goes on the train to get her <laughs> black woman empowerment on and show everyone that she's reading Michelle Obama's book. <laughs> so you make your own assumptions about her with that fact in mind. Shut up, David. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, man, yours are really, really gold. I'm really jealous. So um, fingers crossed that I can get access to this damn thing without putting in my credit card information, but we'll see. I think you're just um, going to have to sit on hold for about an hour, you know, and, and talk to someone about it. <laughs> just just plead I with am. them. Yeah. The hell I am. Um, um, what, so, next thing. Let's do it. Next thing. Do you want to start or me? Well, the, the, you can start, but just to say that what we like to do is uh, being obviously from Jen being from the US and me being from the UK, we like to, to tell each other one nice thing about our own country, about yeah. each other's country, which is quite a nice thing. As I've said before, I may end up kind of divulging on things I don't like about this country, um, but for now, we'll keep it nice. Yeah, you know, this is the thing, though, David. You're a British man living in America. You need to get your stock up here first, okay, with these <laughs> listeners. You can't just <laughs> go true. into what it's you don't true. like about America. Let's get them to like you first, because they already like me, okay? You can't help it, but we need to work on you. People, right? do, people do love arrogance, I've heard, yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. You're a ridiculous person. Okay, so anyway, so my favorite thing about Britain this week, oh my God, do you know that my husband, the person that you met, Idris Elba? Was a yes, Idrissa. <laughs> that is his name. Okay. Oh, I'm so Idrissa sorry. was on Saturday Night Live on this, you know, past Saturday looking gorgeous and fine. And so that's he's, what he, I love. He's a dishy man. He's a what? He's a dishy man. What is what are these words? What <laughs> That's a good that's a good that's a classic English word right there, being dishy. Spell it. D I S H Y. Okay. And it basically just means like just handsome, a good looking guy, you know. Uh, it cleans up well. Okay. Dishy. So in America I would say we would say fine. He's fine. Yeah, fine's more of a modern term though. So dishy's like old school, you know, going oh. going way back. Yeah. Dishy okay. dishy. I yeah. might slide in his DMs with that. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> anyway, you're looking um, dishy. So anyway, that's my favorite thing about Britain this week is that a British man was here in America. That's it. And he did a pretty good job on SNL. I know he's working on like his comedy chops because we kind of know him more to be a serious actor, right? Yeah, yeah. But he did a good job. There's this one sketch called Can I Play That with Keenan Thompson, who I hate, actually. But that's he, for another he, story. He, he gets on my nerves a little bit as well. You know? <gasps> he does. Okay, yeah. we definitely need to table this and talk about it because yeah. we can get into it. But um, he did He did well. So what was your favorite thing about America this week? Wait, but just to, just on your subject quickly. Yeah. Firstly, with uh, Keenan, you know, back in the day when I was watching Nickelodeon as a kid, I always liked Kel Moore. Yeah. Oh, my you know? God. Definitely. You know? He was way more talented. And and I had a love for orange soda. He had a love for orange soda. That's just, you know, that's just how it went. And Keenan, yeah, I was never too sure. Maybe it's from that. 
Maybe. Um, and by the way, I have speaking of orange soda, you have to listen to this song that is um inspired by all that with Kel and Orange Soda. It's called Orange Soda by Big Mensa. I'll send it to you later. I'm You'll love it. Very intrigued. Yeah. Um but then also to add with uh Idris Elba um Idrisa. Uh, Idrisa, Idris Elba. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, if he if he wants to question me about it, that's fine. Uh but he talking about his comedy chops, he he was also in the office for the US office. Oh, that's right. Did you I watch that? About that? I did, okay. but I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he's in that. And, but the thing is, the funny thing is that obviously it's, it's a straight up comedy show, but his character was deliberately very serious. Yeah. You know, and it was funny and it worked, but it just, it didn't quite fit still. Um, Jen, just for the listen, you're losing sound a bit. So I don't know I'm what you're sorry, up to. Sorry, I'm there. here. Yes. I don't know what you're up to over there. Pinot but... Grigio. That's what I'm up to. Oh, sorry. that's nice. I got a little beer going on. It's, you know, <laughs> why not? And actually, the description of my beer says properly chill. So it's all good. It's properly nice. chill. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, little, so my... it's a little low on the corny meter, you know? That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, the corny meter's back. Okay. Um, so let's go. My <laughs> favorite thing about the US, and I mean, in a way that I like this about Europe, but obviously Europe is a lot of different countries, so it's very different. Um, the best thing about one of the best things about the US for me is the ability to travel and the opportunity to travel within the country. And it's cheap. It's, mm-hmm. There's regular flights to any state you want to go to. There's an incredible variety of experiences where most people travel around the world for these experiences, mm-hmm. but somehow you have it all. In, I mean, it is a big fucking country. There's no denying that, but you have it all here. Um, and then you can add into the mix Canada and Central and South America, and it's a whole other story. But even in just not like the USA, um, it's quite incredible. And I'll say California is the example, which is obviously where I live. In this, you can surf, you can go hiking, you can ski, you can go to a lake, you can you can see big fucking bloody big trees like you've never seen before. You can drink lots of different beer, lots of different wine, food, deserts, desserts, city stuff, beautiful picturesque stuff, gritty stuff, and just the most amount of cultures you can possibly throw in to one place, apart from London, obviously. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. It's like, it's really fucking cool to be able to do that. And as I say, even just within California, but then the rest of the US in the mix and the ability to travel these days the way we do is just, I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I'm no. glad you said that. Yeah, um, it's, it's a I've, good one for me. I've done two cross-country trips here. I really recommend that you do one, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you would really love it. Well, um, you know what my all-time travel dream is? Well, at least one of them is I've always wanted to get my pilot's license and that's on my list and I'll do that in the next few years. And I'd Aww. love, I'd love to f- get a plane and fly around America. Look at little David. Oh my gosh. I feel like when you've got a guy flying around America, you can't call him little David. It doesn't fit. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. But I will. I <laughs> you will. will. You do you. You do you. <laughs> you do you. Who taught you this? American phrase. I mean, it wasn't me. Actually, probably you. I don't and, think. And, so. and your nonsense sometimes. Oh my God! Look at you not <laughs> being on the corny meter. That's amazing. You do you. Come on, swag. Come on, David. <laughs> Love it. All right. Okay. Cool. So, so you're gonna you're gonna shoot some issues with me today. What what have you got? I am. For me? Um. So we're gonna talk about etiquette. 
Okay, and how... Well, oh, that's our mate. Is... What about your little story first? You've got something for me, haven't I you? Did, did I have a story? Yeah, your, your own no. little shooting the ish. Oh, yes, I did. Thank you. I'm so I'm sorry, sorry. listeners. I'm mean, so sorry, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm, this is... Listen, listeners, okay? When One you come of us home is prepared. at 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night after a long day and you're just chilling, you need Pinot in your life even when you're recording, okay? So it's Wait, the Pinot. did you say Pinot or... You know what I said. <laughs> Stop it. You know what I said. These people do not. Know I may, I may okay? have to listen back just to confirm. It may be the four years, guys. Grigio. And if so, I apologize for that. Image Pino Grigio. So, okay. Who's Grigio? So, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm. You know what, David? Okay. So, um, so this is the thing. Game of Thrones is coming back. All oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. April fourteenth. Get ready. So I'm getting super ready by re-watching Game of Thrones. So I came to certain revelations after watching it all over again. And that's oh, what I me. wanted to talk to you about. No, please. Okay. I love it. Kind of controversial. So get ready. Hold your pearls. <laughs> Top three things that I now totally believe should have happened. Okay. Okay. One, Ned Stark deserved to die. Well, yeah, he was, he was an idiot. He was an idiot. Yeah, of course he Why was. Why would you tell Cersei to her face, man to woman, that you know that she's breaking off her brother and creating three children? Why that's would a, you why would you why would you do that? I'm sorry, but why? I love that term and I've never heard it before. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. another American breaking you off. There's a song too. It's like one of my favorite songs. I love so that. anyway. Okay. So he deserved to die because of that. He was a dummy. Two, Catelyn Stark deserved to die. Yep. Because as I was watching season one, I was like, this woman is so nasty to Jon Snow. He's the baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. At this point, she thinks that her husband created a bastard child, right? You don't get mad at the baby. You get mad at the husband. And so Amen. personally, I just don't like women who get mad at the children, but they don't get mad at the husband. Okay. So she deserved that death. And then thirdly, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You got a comment. No, no, that's good. I, I agree with what you're saying, actually. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, go and carry on. Thirdly, Daenerys, I think she unintentionally killed her husband, Khal Drogo, because she had the witch come in. It was a witch that she saved, right, from mm-hmm. one of the towns mm-hmm. that they had pillaged and everything. Mm-hmm. And she trusted this witch to save her husband after he got uh, sliced in um, the chest yeah. by, you know, one of his people that wanted his, to challenge his, him. His blood riders. Yeah, one of his blood riders. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Daenerys being so trusting, she allowed this witch woman to do her little witchcraft to, quote unquote, heal him. But in the end, like, I think the witch woman really killed him, you know? Honestly, oh, no, she I don't know. Did. Yeah, she did. It was right? deliberate. Absolutely. So but I, also, I... go ahead. Well, I say the, the thing with this is, and it, think about it as a story context, is that was a lesson that she needed to learn that she couldn't trust everyone and she yeah. needed to be harder on people. And she had to pay the ultimate price for it and not just Carl Drogo, her, her child as well. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, so those were just yeah. my three revelations. Um, okay. So she definitely, she definitely killed Carl Drogo. It's absolutely her fault. Um, no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Catelyn Stark. Yeah. Again, she was kind of. 
I agree. She absolutely should have been mad at Ned, and it, I'm sure she was for a little bit, but it, she didn't really show enough, and it was very unfair for Jon Snow. Definitely. Of, Come it on, It really lady. sucked, you know. It, it, he's already having a hard time. Come on, you know, and he's clearly a good fucking guy, and he's always tried hard and been very nice and, and friendly and kind of very accommodating and understanding of the situation. She didn't need to be like that, especially as he grew up. Like, that's just shitty. Um, and Ned, yeah. I mean, he was just dumb. <laughs> you just, you just don't, you just kind of, you got to, like, you can be honest with people, right? You can be upfront, but, but don't tell the one person who's going to fuck you over what you're planning to do. Exactly. Like, that you get, there's no benefit from that. Like, you know her, she's never going to say, oh yeah, sure. I'll just give in and just go to jail and probably kill me and my brother. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense in anybody's world. Yeah. I think no. he was a little too noble for his own good. He he was no. It's fine to be noble, but he has to be stri- strategic in his nobility as well. Do you know what I mean? So he ended up professing something that was completely false and still dying for it. You know what I mean? Which and was unfortunate. The, impor- the other important thing from Ned's nobility and uh, his pride and his um, desire to be a good man is out of all of his children. The one who isn't actually his child, who really learned from that is John. Yeah. And, and, and through the show, that mentality has always been with him throughout it. And he's managed to do it in such a way where he survived. And, and as, as much of a struggle as it's been for him to be honest and be just like his faux father, um, he, he stuck with it and it's, paid, and, it's, and it's done well for him. You know, he's king of the North right now. Um, and he's and he's really really done a great job, and so and and he maintains that uh, uh, that fact that he has to tell the truth. And come the last season, when you know Cersei's saying, "Look, if you, you know, when when the Great War's over, if you'll then leave me and Daenerys be to fight our war," and he couldn't just lie, he couldn't do it. Yeah. Even though it would have made such a huge difference, he is Ned Stark's son, even if he is not Ned Stark's son. Amen. Well so. said, Brit. So that's okay. That's a, a good, and I mean, I, I, I love Game of Thrones like everyone else. Um, and what and, do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to tell you a funny story about uh, when I was in school and um, I had to go to the hospital. And <laughs> <laughs> you and these stories, I swear. Right? So uh, basically, I went to the, the general office, which is a little office in school where you go and, you know, you sign in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I go one morning, I get off the bus and suddenly my hand is, it's completely numb and I can't feel anything. And it's really fucking weird. So I go to the, the general office and I say, look, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of trying to feel it. It feels really weird. What do I do? So they send me to the medical office and I basically sit there and bear in mind, I feel bad about this now, but. My mum, single mum, she was at work, three kids at school. You know, she had to work. That's what she does um, to, to survive for us. And they had to call her um, and get her out of work and kind of essentially lose a day's pay because my hand was numb. And she, I probably wait an hour and a half sitting in this medical center. And, and by the way, back then we didn't have mobile phones. So I couldn't sit and play Candy Crush or anything. I was just literally <laughs> in four walls on like a, you know how those kind of rooms smell, right? With a little yeah. like, white linen and stuff. It was shit, but I sat there for a while <laughs> until my mum came in. She was like, you know, obviously really worried about me and like what the hell's going on. And we go to the hospital and over the space of about five, six hours at the hospital, I saw three doctors and four nurses 
who had no idea what the fuck was wrong with me. They were all so baffled by it. And one doctor even uh, at one point basically came with a needle and was pricking the pins in my, the end of my fingers to, to see if I'd react. I think to see if I was faking it, right? I managed Maybe. to every single prick, my hand didn't move. It was fucking still as fuck, right? Oh, my until, God. Until, until my little finger, and then it kind of started a little movement. I'm like, oh, God, oh, I felt that a little bit. And um, so they're, anyway, they're all baffled. They keep coming in and trying to work it out. And it gets to about 4 or 5 p.m. And, and they start saying, look, we, we don't know what's going on here. We don't know if it's going to get worse. He's going to have to stay in overnight. And I'm like, fuck, this is, this is, I don't want to stay in overnight. This is shit. This is not what. Wait, how you know? old were you? Oh, I mean, probably 13 or something, maybe 13, 14. And uh, so they go, you, you know, you're going to have to stay in overnight. And amazingly within about 10 minutes of them saying that my hand started feeling much better and I started being able to feel a bit more of it. And within an hour I could completely use my hands. I could completely feel my fingers and everything. And they said, okay, this is super weird. Go home. If something happens again, come back and we'll really get to the bottom of it. Right. And my mum's just so pleased I'm okay. And it's all fine. So we go home about probably, no, maybe 15 years later, <laughs> I'm sitting at dinner with my mum and I'm starting telling her the story about when I faked my hand was numb because I didn't want to go to school that day. Oh my God. David. <laughs> and David. she had she had no idea at all. And I, I remember her face when we were sitting down at dinner and I'm telling her this and the horror and she you know, the recollection of how worried she was about me that day and we sat in hospital all day. I just didn't want to go to school. I was like, oh, what can I think of? I can't just say I feel sick. I've got a tummy ache. So I had to come up with something magical. And that's what I came up with. But can you imagine the fucking, the dude with the pins at the end of my fingers? Exactly. And you're faking. Not oh, my God. It. And just still, completely still. The little finger got me, though. I just couldn't hold on that long. It was just, it was too much. But yeah. So, so my mom, I don't think she's ever forgiven me for it, really. David, you're but... an asshole. <laughs> you were a little baby asshole. <laughs> That is crazy. Sometimes you just need a day off, you know. But Were obviously, you stressed of course, out or something. My no, God, I just didn't want to go to school that day. I was like, oh, I just really can't be asked to this today. So, uh, and of so course, I didn't. you would tell your mom fifteen years later, which she doesn't have enough strength in her arm probably to <laughs> smack you or to scold you. Yeah, that's real nice, David. Yeah. So that's that's my little uh, backstory about me today. Oh my god! I don't think I knew that kids could be that good of like actors. <laughs> now when I have children, I'm probably gonna like question whether or not they're sick or whether their hands are really numb. Now, thanks, David. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if any of your kids come and say that you're, the it's numb, they'd probably just listen to this podcast years later <laughs> and thought, "I wonder if she's forgotten. Can I trick her with this? If I can, I know I can literally get away with anything ever from now on." <laughs> No. So, okay, but it's moving on. So, so we have uh, our main subject tonight, um, which we want to talk about etiquette. Yeah, but I mean, when, when I originally suggested it, it kind of it was more about female and male etiquette between the sexes, um, which is obviously very important. Um, but in kind of thinking about it more and, and reading about it a bit more, it evolved into general etiquette. And you know what? I want to throw something in here, friends. I think I want to insert race into this because I'm going to tell you what my experience has been with certain races and etiquette. Oh, please do. And it is vastly different. So for some reason, in my experience, 
okay, as a Black American woman, and I yeah. know other Black Americans have this too. Um, Wait, you know other Black Americans? I do. Shocking. Whoa, Shocking. Blowing my mind here, Jen. <laughs> I have been in places like Trader Joe's or on the train or just in busy, you know, crowded spaces. Yeah. And I found in my personal research that white <laughs> Americans refuse to say the word excuse me or the words excuse me. It's really odd. Like I have literally had certain white Americans look at me and I'm literally I'm in their way you know what I mean but they'll just kind of stare me down and assume that I'm gonna move out of the way do I no I don't I wish for those two words and what'll happen is they'll usually squeeze between me and whatever person is hindering them but it's like it's like I don't know why the words can't come out of their mouth that's been my experience it's not racism this is just my experience now I I have experienced black americans or other people of color immediately excuse me and sometimes more than one excuse me as they're trying to get through it's like four how many shimmies they were probably british we we love to apologize (laughs) and say excuse me way more than we need to that's our (laughs) mo so they probably have british roots oh my god well don't we all that's uh that's incredibly distressing but also i will say (laughs) that i don't think it is racism because I know and have also experienced white Americans in America who are exactly the same and mm. are also very rude. And one of the best examples of that for me, and this actually, I'm sure it goes across the board with everyone. Um, but when you're in England, right, when you're, when you're driving your car and you let someone in or, or like on the freeway, you know, you let someone in, you drop back or whatever, or like you're coming out of a cross and you let them go first. People say they wave or they pop, yep, their, they pop their hazards on and they say thank yep. you. Yep. Here, and maybe it's specifically LA, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot of other places too. Um, people don't fucking say thank you. And no, that really, don't. really annoys me. It's so, it's so, I mean, manners go a long way, but they're also so easy. It's so it, aren't easy. They? Aren't they? Thank you. Please. It's come please. on. Thank you. Excuse me. Yeah, it's it's so that's that's I don't you know I'm sure your experiences are obviously very different to mine. Um, and to be honest, I it doesn't surprise me that there are white people out there that are, are like that, and that's really shitty. <laughs> um, it's really shitty. It is, but um, I mean, I, I honestly get your think, children. Get your I, children. I, I honestly David. think there's white people in America who are just scared of black people. And, well, amen. Yeah, right? that's I real. think there is, yeah. and and it's not like physically. Oh my god, what are they going to do to me? It's just more about scared that the reality is that they're just also fucking people. Like it's Amen. like it's such a it's such a bizarre mentality, and I haven't I've thought about it before, and I haven't quite got there with understanding why. Um, but that's something we can also discuss and have a time and and really work out. Um, yeah, because the why we definitely have to unpack. Um, but you know, just to give you a general idea, you know, in this country. Um, we as black Americans have been marketed as a very dangerous group, even though reality is totally the opposite, you know? Um, But, you know, when you have this propaganda, you know, perpetuated for hundreds of years, then it's going to be in their psyche. And even though we are what 50, 60 years outside of the civil rights movement, we still have this like in our culture where we as black Americans are still supposed to be the most feared and the most dangerous when in actuality, 
white people in this country have terrorized more groups than any yes. other group, right? So isn't yeah, that absolutely. interesting? How how history tells us one thing, but then the propaganda tells us another. Yeah. So we can definitely unpack this at another time, but it's related to that, David. Yeah, no, it is. Completely. I think that, that could maybe be next week's subject because it's super interesting because yeah, let's as you, do it. you're actually on the nose and the reality is that we have a lot more reason to be scared of white people than we exactly. do black people. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Just to clarify, I am a white man. But, yes, David is very I, white. I know the realities of the world. <laughs> and, which is which is awesome. And this is why he and I are good friends. And I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you so much. Um, but I do have to say, sir, that you try and be super white because these emojis are killing me. So just for people, you know, listening, for some reason, even though I've seen David, he is clearly my friend. I know him. In my mind, he has blonde hair. And so I was like one day, I know you have blonde hair. Why am I thinking you have blonde hair? It's because when he sends me emojis trying to be an asshole to me or trying to be snarky, he'll use the whitest emoji with the blonde hair. And I'm like, this is why I think you have blonde hair. It's, maybe it's my summer emoji. You know, my, my hair goes blonde David, in the summer. David, shut up. You have, brown, you have brown hair. Yes, your hair lightens up in the summer, but stop using these blonde, white, emojis okay but, but also just to clarify when i send those emojis it's not about trying to wind you up or whatever it's just because <laughs> i'm a modern human being who cannot be bothered to think and type every single word so i just just go to the automatic that emoji kind of suits that's what i'm gonna send kind of suits yeah, you, know, you know this could it fits within this bracket I'm going to pop oh that, but maybe God. it's not quite there. So I'm just going to stick something else on the end of it as well. You know, a monkey with his hiding his eyes. You kn- no. <laughs> you know, just to make sure you really get what I'm saying with two symbols. <laughs> Actually, you should send that to me. That would be pretty. But look, we're, we're digressing um, here. We we talk yeah, about we etiquette. Are. So sorry. etiquette. Yes. Here. it's okay. Um. So yes, I agree with you. White Americans, they need lessons. Okay. Um. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Um. But I feel like yeah, manners are huge. But how is it that people are walking through life without these lessons? What do you think? Well, because their parents have not been taught these lessons. It's all product of environment, remember? Like, it's just, it's just a case of being taught. And if you're not taught it when you're growing up, it's very, very difficult to move past that. Yeah, it's a I ha- agree. It's, it's a habit thing, and it is. And it's just, it's essentially learning language. And if you haven't learned that language, True. that's it. Um, but it's also the bottom line for me with etiquette. And, and there's a general rule, right? That, you know, you can go on the website, you can read books, and it will say, these, this is the correct etiquette to do in this situation, this situation, this situation. Really, it all boils down to one thing, and that's respecting all other people, however they are. And Amen. If, if you do that and you follow through with that mentality, etiquette will follow because you'll just naturally be polite and you'll naturally be that way. Amen. I totally agree with you on that. Um, yeah, well said. But, let's, but I'm going to talk about a couple of things, and you, this is about that really either – are interesting to me or really annoy me um, or I've just, you know, obviously thought about in the past. And one of them, I know you'll have some things to say about. So I'm curious about that. So I'll start with that. <laughs> um, and that's when you go on a date, right? Oh, and, and well, no, this is, um, I, I get a funny feeling you're going to agree with me here. Um, okay. uh, when you go on a date, traditionally over the modern world, traditionally the man always pays. Yes. Fine. And and for me, as as a man, if I'm you know going on a date with someone, 
I'm mm-hmm. very cool with that, especially if I ask them out on a date. I'm like, I'm so cool with paying for it. But but I knew it. I knew but, the butt was coming. Well, I mean, you might you might not be unhappy with this, but this is the reality of it. But being a modern man and being aware of the, the world today and as it always should have been in a sense is that equality is incredibly important. And I oh, and I am not yeah. I'm not someone who's going to assume that someone wants me to pay for them. Oh, I my think that's, dear I think Lord, that's, David. Lord what, Jesus. What do you mean, dear Lord? I think, and, you and did, again, you, I, mean, and you, I would always you, offer. You, I'm you're always a straight to, man, correct? Uh, uh, it, that's confirmed. Okay. So you're dealing with women, which means that the woman will always want you to pay. You need to always assume that. <laughs> that's not true. I'm telling you, I've no, experienced it different. It's not. I've experienced They're lying. They're lying. <laughs> They're lying. They're only offering to be polite because that's what I do. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because if a man allows me to pay for the first date, completely friend zone. Like for the rest (laughs) of our life. Like it's, yeah. So I had to interject and say that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's that's why I wanted to talk to you about it because I figured you'd have your opinion on it. And as I say, again, just to clarify, I'm super cool paying for it. And I'm always like very open and encouraging of that. (laughs) But... I'm also aware that, trust me, and you may not agree with it, but there are definitely some women who don't like that. And, and they, they're and they, lying. They, I, don't, I disagree. I don't think they are. They, they they're are. lying. And it doesn't matter if they're white women, black women, <laughs> Hispanic women. All women, we're all the same when it comes to this. Let me tell you, there's this Chris Rock joke where he says the, the one thing, <laughs> this is so inappropriate. He said the one thing that makes a woman dry is when she has to get money out of her purse to pay for things. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. Okay. So if a woman has to take out money, immediate friend zone. Or you're not getting any for the night, for the week, whatever it is, you're just not getting any. Okay. <laughs> That's the dance we play, is it not? Are we not adults? Okay. So there are certain things that are very attractive in a man when it, you know, in my opinion, one is paying for things. Why that is, I don't know. It's just in my bones, I guess. There's just something about it that's like, I love that. You're a candidate. <laughs> You're a candidate. <laughs> love yeah, that. immediate candidate. Like, do you have like a wall at home with like, like Polaroids of dudes and like little positives and negatives about you them. already know my dating life so don't be putting me <laughs> out there like that okay but um you know yes okay, okay. so let, let me i'll tell you and this is one thing where i uh it's it's etiquette and i <laughs> i actually i sympathize with women here because uh and it's to do with clothing and basically men can kind of for the most part wear whatever they want you know they know when they're going to a business meeting they're going to wear a suit they know they're going to a formal dinner they're going to wear a suit they mm-hmm. go to something casual they can wear this women it's so much harder and they get scrutinized so much more yeah that's and true it's it's shitty but and and one of the best examples of this i i found was that did you uh, this is a great fact that i learned today is that um women in congress weren't allowed to wear pants until the 90s that's interesting right is it related to church by any chance i have related to christianity no idea Uh, wait i'm sorry wait i'm sorry not being able to wear pants related to christianity yes oh so let me explain oh please do so there is some very traditional i want to say actually like specifically baptist traditions where women were not allowed to wear um pants 
in church. Like they were only allowed to wear skirts or dresses and things. And so the government and church, like church and state, you know, yeah. um, are really sort of close in this country. They're trying to like separate a little bit more, but for the most part, like church and state is they're married. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, traditional Christian or traditional Baptist value seeped over into um, government offices. I'm sorry. So that's why I asked. This, this transcends governments and religion and whatnot. This is just chauvinistic dudes deciding <laughs> that they like women in dresses and skirts because that's what Got they it. should wear because they're women. And that's, and that's, but that's, that mentality is still there today for a lot of people. And it is hard. Like, I can imagine. It. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm glad I'm not a woman. And there's many reasons I'm glad I'm not a woman. Um, it's just so much harder. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't, it shouldn't need to be. Oh, it shouldn't anyway. need to be, sure. But we're working um, on it. You know, it's gotten better over the years, but we're working on Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, there's so that I have such a big list of bad etiquette that we could go through. Um, Let's uh, hear it. Well, I mean, um, being on time. I fucking hate when people Why? are on time. Why is that a thing, being on time? And you know what? You know, it's worse these days because I remember when I was a kid, right? And, and, on a Friday, you would say to your buddy, I'm going to meet you outside McDonald's at 10 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> if you weren't there, that's it. You're not going to see that guy until Monday morning. Really? That's it. In your experience? Of course. No, bear in, mind, bear in mind, we're kids of the 90s, right? Like, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. You just, if you're not there, that's it. You're not going to see that guy. Yeah. Now, the the cell phone culture is it makes it so easy for people to be lax on time because you can just text and you can just email saying I'm just running late I'll be ten minutes late and I and I do this sometimes as well but you know it's normally because of traffic because I'm I'm one of the people who just deliberately go early everywhere I go just to make sure I'm on time mm-hmm. um, but that you know when you know when it's someone who you know has clearly just fucked around a bit and hasn't been keeping an eye on the time <laughs> that, that annoys me that's bad etiquette right there. You know, actually, I have to disagree, and this is where our cultures are different. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing that you cannot use, and you cannot say to your other white buddies, okay, even though I'm about to say it on a podcast, so you white buddies listening, y'all can't use this, but I know y'all have heard it. Um, there's something called CP time. Okay? Okay, tell and me. And that just means... It stands for colored people's time, okay? okay? And that just means that you arrive a little bit later than everybody else. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's a cultural thing. It's not a bad thing. But usually for black people, for the most part, at least for people that I know, we're not on time. I'm not going to say to work or important places like that. But, like, you know, <laughs> if you're going to, like, brunch, you know, like, give people, like, a 15 to 20-minute grace period. Like, it's just understood. It's annoying. But it's understood. I actually had to do that with my girlfriend this past Sunday. I was like 15 or 20 minutes late. But I told her, don't wait for me. And she was nice enough to be like, no, I'll wait. I was like, don't. Um, so you and I differ there. Honestly, honestly, by the time you got there, I'd have been into my turkey club sandwich. <laughs> You're an asshole, David. <laughs> that is so terrible. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Um, when people at the airport you know, you're in your groups, you have your first class, your business class, you have your group A, group B. When people go up in the line before their class, their, their, their group is called. 
I hate those fucking people. It's weird, isn't it? Like it's you, weird. We're all getting on the same aircraft, right? But down. also, normally they get caught. But then it's all—it's really annoying when they don't get caught. <laughs> you know, they just get on the plane. It's like, I'm sorry, but this isn't on. You know, you—you you, and actually, let's talk about planes. One more with the etiquette thing. Okay. Because uh, this is an example. This happened to me. We were on a very full flight one day. And again, like we, you know, we, we paid a little bit extra to get on the flight early because, you know, it's full when you want to get your bag up top, right? Just yeah. above you because you don't want to have it down the fucking plane. That's annoying as fuck. Especially then you got to wait for everyone <laughs> to get off first before you go and get your plane. No. You are so, a sailor tonight. Come on. <laughs> so uh, we're on the plane. We get on early and we're sitting there and the last couple of people got on the flight and this guy gets on and... And he can't find a space for his bag because it's too big and he's a mong and he hasn't really thought about it. Um, <laughs> he's right? a he what? Gets, he, he, he's a mong and you can look that one up. Okay. And, he, and he gets on the plane and he, and he, look, and he opens the things and he, he opens my one and he sees that like my bag's there and he thinks, oh, okay, if I move this one, I can just, I can put this there and do that. And so without asking anyone around whose bag it is and if he can do it, he takes my bag and and tries to put it in another container. Oh my god! What right, a crazy person. Right, especially on a plane. That doesn't feel right to me. So obviously, I called him right out on it. I said, you know, I said, oh, is that your bag, mate? <laughs> no, no, I've just moved it. No, yeah, it's my bag. You can't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? So did you? You know, it would have been nice to ask me at least. But regardless, <laughs> like you shouldn't have done that. Like you, we get on early, we find our little spots. You know, we 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 pay for this privilege. That's my spot. So you're going to have to find somewhere else. And he tried to kind of argue back a little bit about it. And so I shamed him a little bit. And, just, <laughs> um, and, and, in, and yeah, in the end, I told him that's not on. You can't do that. Put my bag back right now and, and send him on his way up the back of the plane and pop his bag up. You shamed him. First of all, I really yeah. need to see you pop an attitude at somebody because I don't think <laughs> it would be so freaking hilarious. Because you'd be so serious. I think I'd have been oh, scared a little bit. To be honest, but it would be funny at the same time. I don't know how you marry those two, but sure. But no, I feel you on that too. So the the couple things that ignore me, uh, ignore me, annoy me. Um, that's about it, actually. With actually, one thing, and this is particularly modern culture as well, more more than ever, is people taking too many pictures at events. Yeah, just enjoy yourselves, yeah, guys. I agree. Especially, especially if you go like if someone's organized a party or it's a wedding or something. There's going to be pictures, you know, you're going to be in them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just if you want to take one for your Instagram, your Facebook, do it at the beginning, get it done and then enjoy yourself. I agree with that. You know, and I it's agree. just as well as it being like a shame because you're missing out. It's kind of bad etiquette as well in those situations. I agree. You know? And then I want to yeah. add one little one. Please. Related. Being at an event or, or just being, you know, out with friends. Don't be on your phone a lot. Like, that's really annoying yeah. to me. Like, yeah. we're human beings. Let's connect. Like, we're living life right now. Why are you yeah. on your phone? Um, it's yeah. true. And, and the thing is, uh, the irony is that the person on the, the other end of that phone or that text message, you're going to lose a lot less points with them than you do with the person you're sitting with while you're on the phone. Totally. You know? Totally. Yeah. The, the, the modern world is, is causing problems for etiquette. I'll tell you that much. For sure. There's, there's For no sure. doubt about that. Yeah. Sure. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess the last thing I'll say, which I'll repeat what I said earlier, is ultimately, if you want to know what good etiquette is, just respect people and be nice to people, Amen. whoever they are. And that's, that's how you know your etiquette's going to be there. 
Amen, Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's it for us. Huh? I think that's it. That was good. pretty good. I that was think. fun. That was fun. It was. It was nice. It's always fun talking to you. Yeah. And shooting so, the ish. Um. So, how are we gonna end this? I well, have... I, my my goodbye. To, you go. You tell me yours. I'm gonna tell you mine. I think I wanna sign off with Leda. You know about Leda? Oh. I mean, I, I I know what the word means. Okay. Well, you know, people sign off with later. So later. Yeah. Good. What about you? So my, mine was one that's a, a phrase that could actually be quite creepy in the wrong context. Oh. And, it, and, and it catch you later. That's not creepy. Well, if you think about it, is someone saying to that person on the phone, I'm literally going to catch you later and you're going to be fucked? You did not have to break it down that way. Now it sounds scary. Right? So what I'm saying is when someone says that in general context, not right now when I'm about to say it, but just be careful, you know, maybe read between the lines and the situation. Like if it's, for example, if you're sitting on your train reading your Michelle Obama and and this this chappy across from you has said, oh, you're so beautiful. And as as you get off the train, he says, catch you later. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's scary. Okay. So, Jen, uh, catch you later. Later.